Welcome to The Nest. I'm your host, Melissa Kay. I'm single, married, and then widowed. I'm a mom of three naturally and countless others spiritually. And I've taken so many into my nest and nurtured them until they reach their flyer in their own ability. Life's up and down experiences made me a strategist. I really had to figure it out. I can help. There's wisdom for wherever you are on your journey. So thanks for meeting me in the next. Hey, thanks for joining The Nest. I'm so grateful that you guys decided to come back for another episode. Does my heart good? So today for this episode, I want to share my thoughts with you on empathy. Um, One of the greatest mysteries in life, I find, um, is how you can manage to be empty and full all at the same time. I've done that. So empathy. Empathy is the ability to, to understand those around you, but taking on their burdens and their issues as your own, that's not empathy. That's hypervigilance. We're going to get into that and talk about that on this next episode of The Nest. In my neighborhood, when I was growing up, my nickname was Mama Lissa. You would see people, uh, they'd be riding in cars, or either if I'm walking through the neighborhood and from their porch, they'd say, hey, Mama Lissa, hey, Mama Lissa. And I'm talking about adults and children. And it's so crazy because even the adults realized it. I've been a mom my entire life. I was doing normal kid stuff, you know, running home from the bus stop or when we would stop uh, jumping rope, you know, taking a break to drink something or play kickball. It seemed that I was always involved in or people just decided to always tell me their troubles, kids, even adults. And I find that I was encouraging other kids in their situation. And a lot of times my situation was far worse than theirs at home or their situation was far worse than mine. But I was giving advice and encouraging people and mothering people. And so for as long as I can remember, I've always carried the weight of others. So, you know, giving sage advice and wisdom since childhood, people have always gravitated to me and I understood that. And I knew it was because of my ability to soothe. You know, my tone, people have told me, your tone is very inviting and it's very nurturing. And um, I've listened to myself talk to others I've listened to my own voice talking to other people and my words were kind of healing what their wounds were. And I always wondered why my own words of wisdom didn't lead to healing the the gaping wound that was in my own soul at the time. I had a job as a a specialist at a a work-life company, a work-life balance company. And while I wasn't great at the job by any mean stretch of the imagination, I was really good at talking to people and 
I had a lot of repeat people that would call and just ask for me because they felt safe enough to cry with me because they just wanted to hear me talking to them. And a lot of times in the beginning, I really, I logged off the phone at the end of the day and I took their situation with me. I would either take it to prayer or I would just be still thinking about them while I'm having dinner and they would cross my mind, you know. And when you're an empath, let me tell you something, you can life coach, you can help people reach their solutions, you can even pray people into the space that they need to be in. And sometimes you can neglect your own soul worth and your well-being. That's an empty empath. We don't want to do that. Because there's nothing you can do sometimes to make a person's situation better. But empathy is understanding what is happening for them. An empty empath is somebody who's crossed over the border from empathy into hypervigilance. What's hypervigilance? That's when you don't stop at feeling them. You become responsible for them. Responsible for their burdens. Responsible for carrying what is happening with them and feeling as if you need to come up with a solution. Now, there's nothing wrong with being an empath. Empaths are, are, are highly intuitive people. They're intelligent. And let me tell you, they can read a room. That's for sure. But empaths tend to wear all kinds of capes. They have this false sense of superiority. I can handle your issues and I can handle my issues. The problem with that is the hypervigilance that tries to come in. Because the problem with this is that once you become the well that others draw from, when that well is low, if you're an empty empath, you can't gauge just how low your supply is. It's like having a car with a gas gauge that's broken and you run out of gas and now you're on the side of the road because you didn't have adequate fuel to keep your car running. I say low fuel is better than no fuel any day. So empaths, empty ones, they're low and their fuel indicator light tells you that you're low and you're running low. And then my brother used to tell me all the time, don't let your tank go beyond a half a tank. Because when you ride on a tank that's all the way, almost on E, you're pulling up the sediment from the bottom of the gas tank and it's getting into your engine. That's a whole nother podcast the sludge that's coming. It's affecting the performance of your vehicle another day. What I know about empathy is that it keeps right on giving, it keeps right on loving, it keeps right on listening, and whether you're empty or not, you're listening, but you're becoming full on the byproduct of the emotional fumes of other people. You're being a confidant, you're keeping secrets, you're problem solving, you're mentoring. Empaths tend to struggle to set boundaries. But we can also take responsibility for things that aren't ours to carry if we're not careful crossing over into that hypervigilance. And as a result, we get overburdened with guilt and eventually we feel resentful of those around us. It happens. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that you? If so, you probably have done what a lot of us have done, push aside that truth that your prayers cover, your words cover, but their actions heal. 
What I know about an empty empath is people will suck the empty empath dry <laughs> of compassion. They will not change or correct the behaviors that brought them to whatever their current dilemma is. And they come back for more of your soothing. Don't get buried under the weight of other people's needs and expectations. But if you do, I'm here to tell you, a little tough love, it's a decision. We choose this. I promise you that is the truth. We choose that. This podcast today is about learning to let go of the things that want to kill you. Let go of things and people and situations and possessions that want to kill your spirit. Release what you can't control. No matter how much time you have devoted to the facade, make peace with the reality of what life is right where you stand. Own it and live. Why pretend to be happy when you really can be happy? And when you are pulling in the sludge of other people's gas tanks, it's affecting the performance of your engine, right? It really is. And then we lie to ourselves and say, it's not affecting me. I can carry it all. But I'm finding that when you've lied to yourself about yourself for so long, Am I that empty empath? Yeah, that's you. You're taking on everyone else's burdens and you're carrying them, but you've become responsible for them. And if you don't come to terms with that truth and you lie to yourself about that, you'll begin to believe your own lies. And anytime you hear the truth, you reject it because it will shine the light on your unauthentic threadbare soul situation. So let this light shine from this podcast today. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Come out of the darkness of the emptiness of that type of situation. Empty empaths have this attitude of take care of others needs now and take care of my needs in the future kind of mentality. But if you're an empty empath, if you're not wholly living for yourself, are doing everything in your power to ensure that those around us are better than good, you're missing out. If you're always looking to the future for happiness, you are empty right now in your present. You've got to keep an eye on your picture, on your tank. Are you so low that it's undetectable? Because you're looking to the future for happiness? You're empty right now, presently. Oh, once I'm married, I'll be happy. <laughs> once I get divorced, I will finally be happy. When I'm finally in the career that I desire, I'll be content. When you've lost the weight or achieved some personal success or any other thing that you have not obtained as yet, but strive for, promises of future personal happiness leaves you depleted presently. I'll say that again. Promises of future personal happiness leave you depleted presently. If you can never enjoy the moment, the reality that you are presently in, I got news for you, friend, you're empty. And when you take a closer look within, take a look at what is behind the desire to wait to achieve things so that you're happy. 
empaths often take on these things and go into hypervigilance because their own lives are not that happy. So let me go fix somebody else's life. And they wait for future for their own happiness. And they wait and they wait and they wait. Do this right now while you're listening. Ask yourself, what am I waiting for? Be honest. Tell yourself the truth about yourself. You cannot live in truth unless you know what the truth is and the answers may surprise you. Ask yourself, what am I waiting for? You might be waiting for someone to tell you what to do. What am I waiting for? You're waiting for God to give you something in your hands. You might be waiting for your inner person to actually desire the change that you need. We don't change until we desire. And maybe you don't have that. Maybe you're waiting for that desire to come. Or you're waiting for others to make decisions for you. You're waiting for someone to die. Wow. You're waiting for someone to feel differently about you. You're waiting for your life to go in a different direction. You're waiting for someday. Maybe you're waiting for a savior. Or you're waiting for permission. Or you're waiting for the perfect moment. You're waiting for someone to initiate a difficult conversation that you need to have with them, but you're waiting for them to initiate it. You're waiting for someone to say, I love you. What's stopping you? What are you waiting for? You're waiting for someone to say, I'm sorry. You're waiting for someone to see your needs. You're waiting for someone to acknowledge that they have hurt you. Listen, if you start out empty right now, it's actually a good thing because we can never be truly full within without first knowing what empty feels like. And emptying out takes as much courage and spiritual fortitude as being full. I was afraid of empty. True story. I figured that only bad things happen in empty. Let's face it, I am empty is a statement. It's not a statement that you make with celebration, right? Some of the symptoms, I want to talk about this, that'll help you identify if you are afraid of being empty. Number one, you need constant companionship. Friendship, romantic relationship, and even random encounters with people. It looks like you're an extrovert, but that's not really true. You surround yourself and you insert yourself into everyone in their situations. You insert yourself into what they're doing because you fear loneliness. Two, you go above and beyond for those around you. Moving into that hypervigilance thing I was talking about. You go above and beyond for everybody, but you compromise your own well-being to do it. And you become a supplier of not only the needs, but even the whims of others. Because you can't imagine anyone 
You just can't imagine letting anyone feel the emptiness of having needs that are unfulfilled. And you overcompensate for them so that you can feel full. Pay attention to your picture. Acknowledge empty. It means that refill is necessary. Vacations are restorative and you need self-care. Self-care is necessary. And self-reflection is vital. And quiet time is revelatory. You need it. Because during those times, the Holy Spirit refills. Prayer and meditation, it rebuilds and it provides strategies and wisdom on how you pour from your pitcher. So pay attention to your pitcher. I'll see you next episode.